Hi, everybody. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. It's the deep end, the high stakes, the original, the OG P, OG podcast, the original <laughs> deep end show where we focus on the high stakes leagues, which is this time of year is still more in the best ball waters, keeping with the theme. And we're going to talk about quarterbacks a lot tonight. Look at a draft we're doing together in the FFPC Never Too Early format where, I mean, this, this I want to talk about. So is there such a thing as a bad draft position? I think a lot of these fancy high-stakes players say there's no such thing. You get what you get, and you're fine, and you make it work, and then, oh, I'm going to get my value. It doesn't matter where I pick. Does it matter where you pick? Because I think, it, in, at least in one instance, it does, and I will show you. Thanks for watching. Here we go. The deep end. Here come some sharks. Do the sharks have value? Absolutely. I feel bad for the people who listen on you know Spotify. They can't really see, see the sharks. You know what I mean? They are really suffering. <laughs> They're, so, not getting, uh, they're, getting, they're, they're getting the shallow one. They're not getting the full, the full they, they do not get the same sort of. <gasps> <laughs> All right. So why don't you just take that question before we start and look at a couple boards. Like when you get a draft position in this tournament or the main event or I don't know, in an auction, who cares? I think that's probably unanimous. But what do you do with it? Do you just sort of not care or do you care? Yeah, I, I care. And I, and I, I love that you are having a moment with this whole thing because yeah. uh, you love this is that. the first time I've, I've <laughs> that's, this is the first time in, in maybe three, we've been doing the show for three years where there's like a, a thing about the draft or about something like this, where, where you just, you're stuck on it. Cause I get stuck on a lot of things and I love it. I love that you're stuck on this. Well, you know, and, and we, we've been talking about this for a couple of shows now, What's, you know, is there a bad pick? And, you you know, we, we've talked to some other deep end guests and they're like, ah, it doesn't really matter. And then you and I jump into that um, underdog the other day and you get picked 12 again. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah, I think I think part of it has to do with picking from the same pool of players every single time. You know, I think that's the, the, the fun of drafting is new builds and new players and new ideas and, you know, testing yourself and practicing and. You know, if you get dealt 10 jack every time, the game's boring. You're going to hit a straight every now and then or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you want to you, you want to mix it up. Well, one week ago, we were doing an underdog draft, and I got 12th, and I didn't know what we were doing. And Superflex is very different because in that, it's 11 picks in and 10 are quarterbacks. And, I mean, who is left? Tannehill? Like, it was sort of a panic moment uh, right there. But – Otherwise, like, you know, FFPC has the tight end premium point. What that does is it changes the, you know, the mix a little bit. But I don't think it really means a lot when it comes to drafting. What I don't like about 12. So I got 12 last week. I'm on a run of 12s. Two underdog Ooh. drafts in a row. And then this thing with Louis G, five points. And I still <laughs> haven't figured out a brand or anything like you with the draft guy. Or, you know, look, it's smaller DS. Like, you know, you guys who are in this for longer, I mean, I mean, this is a compliment. Like you have your brand and you have your names and people don't know who I am. And I 
started thinking that I would like that. And now I'm not so sure. I might as well just put my name on it. But Five Points is a bakery near where Louie lives. And, you know, I just it's signed also, up for teams and I named them what it's I It's also did. a prison in, in like central New York somewhere too. So Is it? Yes. Five, well, let's, five pretend points I didn't, let's pretend I didn't mention the bakery. We'll just make it about the prison. It's much more intimidating. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The problem I have with 12 is, and it really came to light once I saw Jared next to me. I have a ton of respect for Jared. Everybody does. I want to be able to play off of him. Yeah. So even in round one in this draft, if I'm 11 and he's 12, I feel like, well, he's mixing. So maybe I draft Mixon or maybe I don't, but I feel like I'm playing off of somebody at the end. And when you're at the end, you have nobody behind you. So what you're doing is really a hundred percent about uniqueness and nothing, 0% about everybody else in the league. It could be the same 11 people. It could be 11 people who are you and Jared and nine people who've been guests on this show, like experts, or it could be 11 rookies. It doesn't matter what I'm doing at 12. And that has to be a disadvantage, doesn't it? Like that has to be a competitive disadvantage when you cannot use any amount of strategy that comes from who you're playing against. You're really just building a team that you think is going to be different. And then sure, you're going to use players, but there's less of that too. I mean, you're within your tiers, but this draft for me, has been more about trying to find a zag against zigs, you know, trying to find some other, this is not to speak for my partner, but other ways of building a team that are unlike everybody else in the league than it is who the players are or who I'm playing against. And I feel like that has to constitute a disadvantage. So does that hold water? Yeah, it, it, it holds water. And it also too, you, um, you know, you can only do what they allow you to, to do. Right. It's, it, and it's not just, you know, it's not just picking 12. It's also picking one. I mean, one's fancier because you get the one on one, but it's still the same kind of idea is they don't, you know, I was in a draft with Louie the other night in, in an underdog. And I, I didn't even realize he was in the room. I was, it was late. I was kind of watching Netflix and drafting at the same time. And he was like, Hey, did you know, no, I was in the room. I was like, no. And he was like, well, I, I, I sniped you. I knew he's like, I called like 80 of your picks and I sniped you a couple other times on guys. So, you know, I, I wasn't picking 12, but that's just to go along and say like, yeah. you know, if you're in a room, if you're picking 12, it, you know, if you want to stack a certain team, you can only stack them if people let you stack them. Right. They see you've got, you know, Aaron Rodgers, or they see you've got, you know, Josh Allen and you want digs or that, you know what I mean? So they can, it's way easier to get sniped because you have to show your hand, right? You have to show your hand at, at, at 12. If you're trying to do something like that, if you're trying to work in a stack, if you're trying to go zero RB, if you're trying to, you know, cause even zero RB, if I go, if you're at 12 and you go, what receiver, 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 or, or th throw a tight end in there, you know, the other team knows, knows, okay, well, this guy's a zero RB guy and eventually he's going to have to take running back. So I'm going to, I'm going to snap him off. I know that I can, Hey, if I need a running back, I know I got to take him now because I got, you know, in those back-to-back -back picks, he's probably going to take one of them or two of them, you know? So yeah, yeah, I think that is a disadvantage, certainly picking, picking it at the end. All I wanted to do here was, and I, again, I'm not speaking for my partner. And by the way, if, if you're in a draft at any hour and you're not assuming Louie is in it, that's also <laughs> a mistake just in and of itself. That is a mistake. But all, all this is, I'm, I'm sort of using, I'm doing this on the screen that we're all looking at. 
just trying to get something unique and different. What's the same thing? Just, it's almost like not even about who the players are. And, you know, this is really the point there. You want to stack in this. This is a tournament. So how am I going to accomplish that? Pitts and Andrews, unless Lamar Jackson comes back, in this case, we waited until five. So we didn't do that at three or four. Don't want to have the tight ends and the quarterbacks locked up early. So unless Lamar Jackson comes back and gives you that stack at 512, you're, you're sort of sacrificing that in this way. I don't like tight end, tight end as much as last year, by the way, but it's unique and it's probably logically more unique if that's not even a, a term. It's more unusual because people like, I think people like tight ends at the top less than last year. So it could stand out a little more. Anyway, you want to stack and you want to be different in terms of your style. And this whole draft has been reacting to what's happened before and, you know, preserving ourselves for what's going to come in the next 22 picks before we go again. And that just seems like a necessarily weak position. Uh, I don't really hate it. What we tried to do later on, and we'll get to your team. By the way, Adam is in this draft at nine, if we haven't said that. But so yeah. it turned into Rodgers and Hurts. And how do you stack Rodgers and Hurts? We had Devontae Smith, so we got that done. And Rodgers is Lazard, but we didn't get there. So for both teams, I think what I like about, to use a you know a positive on this lineup potentially, is with these two quarterbacks, it might be rookies. You know, it might have to be rookies. You're not going to know which free agents or trades might still be possible. So we've, we've done three rookie receivers here, hoping that one or ideally two of them end up on the Packers and Eagles. That's possible, but that's not the way to win. You're really just sort of spinning a slot machine at that point. So what's the point? You, you, I feel like we had good process here and tried to make sure we were unlike other builds, which we did, but um, still it's going to be pretty, it's like rolling a, a, a three in a craps game or something to, uh, to pull this off. What yeah. To just to let everyone know, this, this is a, this is a never too early best ball draft over at FFPC. Um, for those who can't see the, to the board, uh, you guys started Pitts Andrews at the turn, picking 12. Pitts Andrews, then Brees Hall, McLaurin, then Sutton, Devonta Smith, then Rogers Hurts, and then, like you said, Traylon Burks, and then Ronald Jones, Valdez Scantling, Gainwell, Pickens, Sky Moore. So you're only three. So my last question about your team here, I guess, is you're three running backs. Oh, you're on the clock, too. I just noticed that. Oh, baby. Yeah, uh, we have until 1030 in the morning, perhaps, to – <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's not go uh, that late. Three running backs. Uh, are you going running back, running back here? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So did you get sniped on any on any running backs? Like, yes. Did you want Fournette? And you um, got, ended up not running backs, or? but we wanted Olave. And okay. Jared took yep. Olave, and I think that happened maybe one other time. Um, Not sure. So okay. you're – you're appealing. I, this is ironic because I didn't think of this. You're appealing to our radio audience. Yes, that's right. That's good, right. Good uh, thought by you. To, to, our, to our Spotify audience out there. For Sorry, sure. everybody. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah, no, I listen. I, 
I like I like Hall. I like a lot of a lot of the players, but like you said, it's all about the build, picking at twelve there, and kind of taking what falls to you. And like I said, I brought this up a couple times on the show. Is I pick I drafted in the three k three k entry last year, and my plan was to go running back heavy, and they didn't they didn't let me do that, so I was forced to go zero RB. Um, and and that's why I can't speak enough about draft draft all the time. I know it's April. I know it's a ten, you know, this is a this is a little bit more expensive. This is a $125 entry, but draft all the time so that when your biggest draft comes up or your biggest drafts come up, you've got, you know, a ton of hours in the bank. You've seen every draft position, you've seen every situation. So you can you aren't flustered, especially if it's a if it's a live draft, you know, you know how to react, you know what to do. And I went zero RB and I ended up winning the whole thing, went coast to coast and you know, so, but that's just to go to tell you, like, I, that wasn't my plan. I didn't want to do that, but I was forced to do that because I was picking at 12. So, um, well, that's, that's right. And that is the same here. And that's what you are saying is yep. you just have to be different. And then, you know, right. draft within your tiers and make sure in the tournament, you think about stacking and then get lucky. Sure. So exactly. That was a $3,000 entry and you did go wire to wire. That was from the twelve. That was for that was from the twelve. Was, yep, right. I went. What did I do? I went uh, Diggs, Tyreek, and that was the thing. Like the running backs were flying up. Uh, running backs were going high. I ended up getting uh, Tyreek Hill at the, at the twelve. He never was going at the, at the 12. last year. Yeah, Tyreek and Diggs, and then I went Cup and Andrews, and then I went. Uh, I think I went another receiver, and I went. Uh, oh, I forget who I who I ended up taking, but Cup um, and Diva. Yeah, I ended up no 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 Diva. I ended up with Fournette. And um, Henderson from the Rams. So those two guys combined with the stud receivers and tight end, I was able to build a huge lead up throughout the whole the whole season, and then right. just hold on for dear life. You just day. held on. Yeah. All right. Thoughts on your team at nine? Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm dr- I'm drafting with with death dealers. It's been it's been really fun. Um, I usually never go receiver early in, in drafts and in, 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 in best ball, I talk about, you know, I just went zero, zero RB, but, um, in best ball drafts, I generally will go running back early. And this is maybe a different topic. Maybe this is more for our running back show. We'll do it in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of the running backs right now, like in the first round, I just feel so uncomfortable with a lot of them over over like a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson, where it's like the right. only way those guys don't hit is if they get hurt. Um, you can't say the same about a lot of the running backs. So um, so we went Jamar Chase because I thought he was just the best player available there. Um, came back and went DeAndre Swift and then uh, went Dobbins at the 3-8. Might be a little bit, might have been a little bit early for him, but I thought you might take him at the, at the 12. Ah. <laughs> um, so I know there, there it is, yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's the whole pick, pick and 12 thing. Rent free. Um, I was hoping to get Brees Hall or Fournette or Aaron Jones mm-hmm. on the way back. All three of them went before me, uh, before us love. I lo- really like Godwin as wide receiver 15 without Antonio Brown there. Uh, so we went Godwin again early to have for me to have two receivers in best ball in hindsight. Maybe should have gone James, James Conner, but we were able to get ETN at the end of the fifth, which was kind of a birthday present for me. Uh, I, I remember Jared texted me when ETN fell. Was like, it was it was on my birthday. It's like happy birthday. You had a birthday last week. March twenty eighth is my birthday. Mark. Oh, happy March birthday! 28th. I didn't even know. 
That's right. I How like did this. I not know? I get, I get birthday I notifications on my phone from people who have died <laughs> that I was friends with on Facebook. How did I not know it was your birthday? Why didn't I, Are we not friends? I don't think we're friends on Facebook now that I think. That's why. It's a disaster. That's unbelievable. That's the one reason to use Facebook. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Listen. How was your birthday? How old are you? My wife's birthday is April 1st, so I don't really get birthdays anymore. Or ever really at all. I didn't know that either. They all all belong to my beautiful bride of a lot of years. I didn't know that either. So how old are you? 38. 38. I'm in the prime of my fantasy football career. Okay. That sounds about right. Actually. That is about <laughs> right. Like I listen to podcasts where guys are right around that age, late thirties. Yep. Adam Levitan is right. Is right there. You're right there. I feel like if I had to guess ages of most of the people, you know, Ian, Dwayne, Jared, Matt, are they maybe all like in that same five years either way? Like who's, who's way off from there. Nobody's older. That's right. So you're, that's good. You are right. Really you, you thought about this. Down. Yeah, this is this, this is good. This is good. I'm 50. <laughs> I'm uh, a man. I'm 50. I am not a man or 50. No, <laughs> but I am 50. And uh, it's your birthday, though. So, yes. So it was, listen, it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne fell to me on my, on my birthday. So I'll take it. So I guess looking back, Godwin was probably the pick, knowing that I was able to get Etienne at the end of the fifth. Uh, Juju, I'm intrigued by him in the sixth round in, to, to Kansas City. He's wide receiver 26. I think he might, you know, depending if he survives the NFL draft, um, I think he'll pay off there. Um, and then we've talked about Ertz, took Ertz, Stafford, Chase Edmonds, who I heard, uh, I've heard them talking on the GOAT district uh, last week about Chase Edmonds and how he might be under undervalued there. He was the first running back that, that, that they signed and, um, and he might get the first shot at it. And he was, pr- he's pretty good when he plays, he's been banged up, but um, RB 36 in the, in, the, in the ninth round, I'll take it. Justin Fields, Raheem Mostert for that, um, for that handcuff kind of situation there. So yeah. if one gets hurt, the other one should, should smash Evan Ingram. I'm very high on Evan Ingram. Um, getting out of getting out of New York there and going down into Jacksonville, where the coach uh, coach O coordinator there likes to use the tight ends a lot. So, and then now we're gonna go receiver crazy. Kenny Galladay, Devontae Parker, Curtis Samuel, another one. Jared texted me on. I was t- I t- we took him there because I'm like, if we want him, I think Mike might might have to forego a running back for his boy Curtis Samuel. But I know. Uh, but well, so there's the, the other some. another piece is how many teams do you have and how many guys how many Yep. Times you pick the same players. Yep. You know, I want to make a prediction on Miami. Do it. I like it. So it's a little bit stereotypical thinking of Mike McDaniel and the 49ers, but Edmonds has never really made it as an every down back or even close to that. Yeah. And I bet the, the Dolphins knew that. Maybe it's priced into his contract. I feel like they could have paid him what they're paying him to play a part-time role. So that is my expectation there. And Mostert for me is more insurance because so many injuries and he's been in the league so many times, his pro football reference where you see signed cut, signed cut, signed IR, it's really incredible. Like that he's still in the league is, uh, is cool, but it's hard as fast as he's been, it's hard for me to imagine he holds up. So I do think there's going to be someone else in Miami. It could be Gaskin still, but they yeah. did everything they could last year to move off of him. And there's a new coach. 
But I do think there's a rookie there. There aren't that many teams for the rookies to go to. Correct. Yep. So I, I think Miami, they don't pick in the first round. And so maybe that slows them down a little bit. Even like round four, if I could bet on it with a price, I would pick round four for Miami. And it's somebody that we're talking about is like maybe an RB5 in a rookie draft, somebody in that range, maybe a spiller. Spiller, yeah. A little bit later. And I could see that player, Mostert gets a shot. He's there. But it's really that guy who's yet to be named and then Edmonds complimenting. That does not mean I don't want to be like, I don't want to be empty on Edmonds because I think he is, he does have value. What, what I'm describing, if I'm right, it's a little bit negative toward him, but it still has value sort of baked into it. And, you know, in that range of the draft, that's what you're usually dealing with. Madison is a handcuff. You know, what Spiller is, is a guess. Harris is a little bit of a guess. Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, on my part, is a guess. So I don't mind Edmonds there, but I do think it's Edmonds and then another guy that is – Mostert gets a look at it, but it's probably someone else. On a team with a lot of different – I mean, a lot of players. Suddenly Miami is a team with a lot of different ways it can go. Yeah, full disclosure, we would have taken um, CEH Madison or Damian Harris before Chase Edmonds there. Um, so yeah, it, there's, yeah, there's definitely, and we weren't planning on taking like Evans wasn't a guy I was targeting. Mostert wasn't a guy we were targeting, but again, you know, yeah, he has been cut IR cut. I mean, he's still got that, you know, that 23 mile an hour thing. That's been, you know, he's yeah. been carrying around with him. Yeah. Uh, fastest man on the planet for, for, for one carry there. So, um, yeah. And, and again, back with his former O coordinator. So I think there's some juice there, but I got ninth and 11th round. So, um, but yeah, this, this draft has been fun. It's been, you know, I, I'm not a slow draft guy, but the slow drafts are fun because you, especially when you've got a, a co-owner that you can just talk about the picks with and really, really kind of iron sharpening iron type type deal and think, think through everything. And it's especially fun when I've got, you know, you and Jared right, right there. And, and, F, and KFF season here. So I think Farrell's probably in yep. this draft too. Um, I don't know him, but that's been my guess too. Over at Kentucky. Yeah. So, um, where I'll be going back to again to do some drafting this year and maybe, maybe you as well. So, right. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, I love, I like kind of knowing the guys and then, and then draft. Yes. Back to the team 12 point. So (laughs) we want to talk about quarterbacks tonight. I had an interesting morning looking at my portfolio a little bit. Was there something else you wanted to bring up first? Um, picking, uh, keep, keep keeping track of, of all your teams. Is that what okay. you're talking about? They're, they're tied together. So okay. this has happened. This is the third year in a row where I get to today. What is today? April 5th. Yep. And the off season is very busy for me on Excel. You know, I'm trying to make sure all the rosters are entered for all the different dynasty leagues. And then, you know, some, I, some way of, uh, assessing value to each player. And then you can look at, you know, more easily for me anyway, I think this is going to be different for every single person. Like nobody's going to be the same in this way, but when I do it like that, build it by position by league, I can easily see which teams are weak at which position, whether it's players or it's quantity, you can sort of easily see that. And, you know, you can use the grid on MFL or different, you know, features on different sites, but it's, easier for me this way than having the players lined up alphabetically 
you know, I can just look at it on my screen and, and feel like I know. But now I have more teams than ever. And some are these best ball leagues. I have more of those than ever and high stakes, you know. So I wanted to break them up into different categories. So this was really interesting and, and you know, troubling for me. So I did Dynasty first. <laughs> and I, I texted you this. This was not even for the show. This was like a panic moment almost. So I do Dynasty first on the spreadsheet. It's 11 leagues. Fine. That's a lot. You, you meet somebody at the bar, like they can't believe you're in 11. It turns out it's just the beginning. But 11 leagues, you know, fine. Eight are super flex. And so I go through quarterbacks. Quarterback is the first position to do. I go through quarterbacks. How many of each guy do I have? I figure out the best way on Excel, I think, to sort of, you know, inventory everybody on, the, on all the teams. And I go through, and then I check a rankings list. I'm like, okay, Josh Allen, zero. Patrick Mahomes, zero. Justin <laughs> Herbert, zero. Kyler Murray, zero. Joe Burrow, zero. Lamar Jackson, three. There you go. Deshaun Watson, zero. The football guys' rankings, you could use draft charts. You can use so many different sites. I was on there, and I'm like the top seven quarterbacks in Dynasty. I have no shares of six of them. And then three shares of Jackson, one is on a single quarterback team, and then two on the Superflex teams. Like, how did this happen? I, I, I come on with you every week. I feel like I know what I'm doing. I've had decent success. We have Scott on, was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Or whenever it was, talking about Dynasty, Scott Connor. And he's like, do whatever you can to get to those young quarterbacks. They're what you need. I'm like, Whoops, you know, I'm nodding when he was talking and I'm listening to him and it all makes sense to me. And then when I sit down with my rosters, I don't have it at all. I have three Lamar Jacksons and nobody else, one Prescott at eight, nobody else in the top seven. Like, how did this happen? So I'm just like, I'm texting you and I'm texting Louie, like, how am I making any money at this this way? So I want to, I think I have, I have a couple of explanations for it that are beyond, like, that are not just, I'm an idiot. Uh, but maybe you want to weigh in first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, Dynasty's tough because, you know, it's almost like, so you've, you know, we've been doing this podcast for three years. You've been doing Dynasty longer than three years. And, and even me, you know, I learned so much from talking to guys. And that's why I love this podcast. And I love the guests we have on because every week I'm learning something. I learn stuff from just talk, talking to you. And, you know, when you started your dynasty career, you weren't thinking, Hey, young quarterback, like that wasn't your, like if that was your goal from the beginning and this was, these were the results, you'd be like, Oh my God, what have I, you know, what, what have I done? Right. But a lot of times you realize stuff midway through, you know, you might be in year five of a dynasty league. You're like, man, I, I need to start doing like this. No, this is the way to do it. And now you have to just tr do your best to transition to that. Now I, I don't think, and you, you had asked this earlier, I, I don't know if you were going to allude to this, but I don't think you're drawing dead by any means. You can win. Uh, I'm, I'm talking, and again, I'm specifically talking quarterback super flex because one quarterback leagues, you can certainly get away without having right. a, one of the top quarterbacks. But right. super flex leagues, you, uh, you want to have those stud quarterbacks. And I think you can get them. I mean, you might have to overpay and that might be okay. You might have the assets to be able to do something like that. But, um, I, you know, my experience with Superflex dynasty 
or just super flex in general is I love the quarterback position. I love watching it. I love studying it. I love playing it. I've played, you know, backyard quarterback, flag, tackle, court, my whole, like, I just love everything about the quarterback position that when I do super flex to take quarterbacks. So if any, if, you know, I'm, I'm probably overboard on all the quarterbacks that, that I have. Um, so, so yeah, I think that, I think that it's, it's, it's easy enough, easy enough in air quotes to transition to that. If you've got the assets and the players to be able to make those trades, maybe you give up a stud receiver, uh, and, a you know, a middle of the road running back or something like, like that to get that, to, you know, QB six or something like that. So I yeah. think well, I Murray's think a little bit soft right now. So maybe Murray or whoever. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I was going to break this up into two things, but it's really, it can be one. So my first ever dynasty draft was less than four years ago when I realized I got into a place in fantasy where I wanted to try it. We started the league of shows and dreams. Uh, and <laughs> that was 18. So that's the Allen Mayfield Jackson draft. And then Mahomes is a year in and Watson is a year in. So it's like a critical pivot point in NFL history when it comes to quarterbacks looking back. Because now that draft was huge and the year before. And who are your top quarterbacks in 2017 if you were in Dynasty football? Rivers, Breeze, Brady, Rodgers. You know, they were not runners. Right. That's right. So at the same time, I started and my upbringing, if you will, was don't reach for quarterbacks, you know, and just take it slow. Then a year later, I'm like, all right, well, let's catch up a little bit because Jackson may be great and Allen can run and maybe there's uh, there's life there. Or Mayfield, really, Mayfield a year in was not much different or even Darnold. And okay, so Tua in year two, we'll do that and we'll catch up a little bit. And here we are in 22 going into rookie draft season and look, let's look at the board. Brady is still there. Rodgers is still there. Breeze is gone. Rivers is gone. Roethlisberger is gone. Eli Manning is gone. Fine. None of those guys were this level of game changers anyway. Allen, Mahomes, all those guys I mentioned. Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Murray, Watson are all, what, 25 or younger? 26 or younger? Like, they're all these amazing fantasy monsters. That too. Russell you know, Wilson's a little Russell Wilson's obviously older, but right. I mean, I've got five Lance teams of those eleven and a couple of Fields teams and three Tua teams. Like I'm I'm ready for the next guy. That's but right. It just the timing didn't work. And also, I have to blame myself a little bit. I'm a little bit cheap. Like I, I didn't want to when Scott came on and said, I'm gonna give you four picks for Burrow, and I'm just gonna start Allen Burrow and figure out the rest. Like, I never was willing to do that. I didn't want to spend, you know, two starting receivers and a starting running back to move up from Burrow when I could have had Tua or Ryan Tannehill, you know? And so, you know, I'm, I'm behind because if you timed that right and you went – and plus, especially if you got Allen or Jackson instead of Mayfield or Darnold, which was mostly luck just like it is for actual NFL teams – yeah. Then uh, even better. But I'm sitting here today looking at my stuff, Adam. Like, I don't have any of those guys. How do I fix that? It's not going to be easy. But like you said, we're going to try to win anyway. A little one, one little PS. Two or three of those teams drafted last year or this year, and I just didn't get the draft position to be able to make that work. 
So that's yeah. And uh, there's a lot of things like dynasty, man. There's so many sites to do dynasty on you. Know, I love the FFPC and I love, I love the ability to draft, to, to trade during the draft, to do stuff like that. Um, you know, FFWC we're, we're, we're waiting. Hey, I know this isn't a dynasty show, but there's a couple openings left in our, in our uh, dynasty league. We're trying to put together over there with, with, with Billy and, and these home auction, these home dynasty leagues. I just got asked by Ryan Mira to be in, to be in one. Um, like, hey, is there going to be trading going on in this dynasty? He's like, no, it's going to be auction. I'm like, well, let's. That's beautiful because auction. All this to say, like, if you're doing a, I know uh, FFPC and these bigger sites don't do auction startup dynasty. I know you did it in yours, and I love the idea because it's even more important the inaugural draft to get who you want. Then you can go get your quarterbacks. You can spend your money. You don't have to trade draft picks if you don't get the 101. If you're in Superflex and you don't get the 101 or 102, you're not getting Mahomes. You're not getting Allen. You know, so, but in an auction, man, if you guys are thinking about doing a dynasty league out there, do do an auction startup because that's totally the way to do it. So that everyone has that position, like you said. Um, even, on, on, even online. Yes. You, you don't have to be in person to do auction either. You can, like, MFL is a good setup for that. You can do a 24 hour. I was in one with guys here two years ago where if you place the high bid on somebody, all these bids are happening concurrently. You place the high bid. It's yours for 24 hours have to go by until somebody tops you. So, and that even drags it out longer, which is fun too. So you don't have yeah. to, you don't have to think you have to be in the same room uh, for an auction. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off the players that you said that you had, I mean, maybe, you might ne- we might have the same conversation a year from now, and you're like, man, I am in beautiful shape because Lance is now Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you're worried about that not being the case, maybe maybe you package Lance to try to move up and get a quarterback yeah. that you that you're safer that you think you know what I mean. Go get uh, you know Lamar or, I mean, right now DraftSharks.com has Trey Lance as their number eight dynasty quarterback so there's only a couple of guys ahead of him you can go get but yeah, hey right. maybe, maybe you feel better maybe it's better for you to, go, to to trade lance and move up and get one of those guys i like that and i think football guys might have been 13 for lance but you know this is a, something we've talked about a lot is listen to the coaches read the analysts come to figure out which ones you think you can trust which ones really know something or which coaches will be honest with you and then call it and you know, I'm not willing to pass on Lance. I'm not willing to trade him. Like I, I feel like it's trade, it's selling low, and I've I've made my bed here, Adam. I'm I'm not getting Justin Herbert for anything close to fair. Who wants to get rid of that guy? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my medicine, which was last year, and sit here with Lance and you know Fields or even Tua. Like it's been a good month for Tua, so he doesn't have to be good. He doesn't have to get good. But they're they're trying. They're doing what Buffalo did and other teams are doing to try to salvage their quarterback. And I mean, trading for Tyreek Hill, that's that's a power move. I mean, I, I, I'll hang in there with Tua unless it's an obvious upgrade. So just you know, it's it's a it's a like everything. It's what makes this really interesting and fun. Is it tip it shifts this way and then you want to go this way and it's sort of back and forth. We drew the Draft Sharks Invitational. And I, you know, I run the numbers, talk to people, try to figure it out, sit with it. Quarterback is a must. So Prescott, pushing in on Prescott, pushing in on field. Zach Wilson last year, middle of the pack. When you're drafting at the end, and I've spent 15, 20 minutes tonight yelling at that, 
<laughs> other people do that, then you got to be willing to go the other way. That's the right and most important thing. In the end. yeah, yeah, and I, and and kind of the, I don't think you know you might find an owner. I don't think it would be. Yeah, I have to go up too much to get from Lance to Herbert to what a Herbert would be would be a lot. And it's funny you were texting us earlier about this. I'm like, man, you know what? If there's some desperate, because I'm in the Draft Sharks Dynasty League super flex and i did what you know i i went josh allen i went um oh who's my other one I, I went joe burrow you know i stacked them i got the digs i had higgins i think i traded him in the package deal for jefferson whatever so i've got these two young stud quarterbacks and i've got Jameis winston uh who's never gonna play for me except on bye weeks i'm like you know what there's some desperate owners so i sent a bunch of low ball or high ball whatever you want i i offered Jameis winston for like first round picks and Yep. stuck receivers and I got laughed out of the room. <laughs> I'm like, man, maybe if someone, cause but I only, I sent up to teams that like have one quarterback or like no quarterbacks going into the year. Like, so that's like, okay. Hey, maybe I can get two first round picks or maybe I can get, you know, I think I, I went, I tried to get Aaron Jones, try to get Mike, Michael Pittman and Friar Muth. And people were like, no, but you know what? That's all right. I'll sit back. I'll hold him. Then in the draft, when the saints go draft a receiver in the first round and, you know, people forget Winston. I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, sell him on here. But people forget when Winston plays with talent, he puts up some monster years. So, uh, I, I think in a in a super flex, you can get a guy. You know, a guy like Winston's gonna gonna start for you for you. Well, there's nothing wrong with. I'm not telling you this like you don't know it. There's nothing wrong with doing what you did, making those offers. Because if you're playing in a league with good players, they will look at your team. And if they're if they question the offer, especially if they know you, like why would Adam do this? It's not right. usually his style. They will look and see he has Allen, he has Burrow. Okay, I get it. It's terrible for me. I'm saying no, but I don't. I wouldn't disparage him for making that offer. It sort of makes sense. Yeah. So you know that that's okay. That's really the art of the deal. I mean, that is what we talked about a little bit with Scott, and that's a whole show if it's not ten shows is figuring out. Who are you playing against? What are their motives? You know, and a, a deal can look like a bad deal in a vacuum. But if they look at your team and look at theirs, I'm, I did a couple of these in the last couple of days. One is this is a deal that's not going to look good on me in a vacuum, but this is why I'm doing it. I feel like you should consider it. This is why I'm offering it. If I need to tweak it, I will. Then you have to figure out, who am I talking to? Is it somebody where I want to say I could do more? Or is it somebody where I wouldn't want to say that? Because once you say you could do more, then the person should know you need to do more to make that deal. Like there's there's that part of it. And is it somebody who would trust you? Like you you don't want to ruin if, if you're an outsider in the league and this person is more in the, the inner circle of the league, that can get around and even if you think you were right, other people can come to think of you as somebody trying to make a move on them, you know, trying to play them or, or steal from them. So you don't want that either. So I think that personal stuff is not vital to success in this, but it's interesting and it's important, you know, if you want to try to beat the room in the end. I mean, not in a, you know, a certain way, but yeah. you're trying to win, right? That's the whole point. You're trying to win. And yeah. um, even there are times I think I, I know I've done this a couple times where I made a, a, a so-called bad deal on purpose. 
because I had an advantage in the group and I wanted to set myself up for something else. So, you know what? Make this deal. Maybe I'll look a little bit like a sucker and that might help me next time. You know, you're playing poker. Oh, I love it. I love the poker comparisons. They're just, they're so fitting. I love it. Um, yeah, for sure. No, I totally, and I know this is, we're, we're not, this isn't the dynasty pod, but we can't, we can't help ourselves. We love to talk in the trades. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, you know, and the, there, there is high stakes dynasty. There is. And, and yeah. that is something else. I don't know if we'll talk about this on Thursday, but it's something else on my mind. And we've talked about this recently is how those orphans get priced. <laughs> There's a Josh Allen orphan for sale that, that FFPC posted to Twitter. If it was a, he's the only quarterback on the team. It's like a $500 dynasty team on sale for like 199 or 99 bucks or something. And I'm like, man, I have no interest in a single quarterback dynasty league, but man, it's Josh Allen. How do I, how do I not do it? You know, I, I, I love those guys. I mean, I, I love FFPC. I do feel like there might be inefficiencies though, in how those teams get priced. I think it's draft picks. And if you have a year like this year where it's weak or thought to be weak and a team has traded its second and third, so the team price is way discounted, go for it. Yeah. yeah I, I think – I wonder if they have a formula. I don't know what this answer is or have any idea what the process is. I'm sure it's not just whimsical. Like they know what they're doing there. But I looked up and down those orphans today. I kind of want to buy one. But you have to yeah. commit to it before you even know who's in the league. Like if there are two or three teams that are just giants and who Monsters, knows if they're even yeah. partnered. Yeah, like I don't want to just go in blind on that. But that, that is a show we should do, I think. And it's almost too late in this season to do that, like a an orphan, orphan show, strategy. Yeah. yeah. But I have to um, go. <laughs> Where are you going? I am going upstairs. It, it, my my night has been a little bit weird, and I think I need to wrap this up pretty soon. You have a final thought? I'm, I don't mean to rush you, but I no, I that's like fine. Listen, I'm sure my family won't be won't be uh, disappointed that I'm that I'm uh, coming up. Uh, no, that's it. I it, great show. Uh, we got a couple more topics we'll cover. Maybe we'll we'll slam them into uh, to Thursday's episode. Thursday we're having Fantasy Mojo on. Oh good. man, it's going to be so good. He's going to go over all the all the uh, the cuts from last week's cut deadline over at the FFPC. That's going to be a great, great show. Darren Armani will be on and we'll get his website up on here and we'll, we'll, we'll talk through all that stuff. Trends. That'll be good. Trends. Yes. All right. Thanks everybody. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. See you, see you Thursday night here on the deep end. Bye-bye. See you guys.